1: This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over one billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, *Launch: How to Take Your Business to New Heights*, available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everyone.
2: Welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I uh, want to say thank you. If this is the first time listening in, welcome to our our little group here. Um, although our group's getting bigger and bigger, I appreciate you uh, listening in. And for those of you that have listened you know, for the last few years, thanks for, for uh, checking in again. And um, I'm excited to share with you um, with our guest today. So let me take the opportunity to introduce him right away. So I have John Thomas, who is um, the team leader for Team Delaware Mortgage Lender. He's with Prime Residential Mortgage in Newark, Delaware, and he's also the branch manager. So he's got sort of some dual things going on. Many of us do that, but um, we'll talk to him about how he manages his time if we get the opportunity. He's also um, a certified mortgage planner. So real quick, John, are you a CMPS as well? No, is that the CMPS no this it's a
0: different one, a CMP.
2: Right, the CMP through maybe MBA or something. So he's a certified mortgage planner, Uh, He's also the author of Your Guide to Buying Your First Home in Delaware. And um, he is, in addition to that, a five-star mortgage professional for six years in a row. He's been ranked in the top 1% in the country for the last couple of years, and he's been ranked in the top 400 in 2017. Um, He's also been recognized in Scotsman's Guide for um, the top FHA vo- for top FHA volume, um, and then he was awarded the best mortgage lender for 2018 in Delaware. So I think that's that's pretty cool, John. Um, he's been originating for a little over 10 years, and um, he's got some great tips for us today. On um, I think where we're going to take this is talking about holding first time homebuyer seminars as well as realtor uh, lunch and learns as well. But I want to first welcome you, John, to uh, Mortgage Lending Mastery.
0: Thanks, Jennifer. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: Yeah, good. Hey, by the way, call me Jen. Um, okay, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer's so formal. Um <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm happy to have you here and it's really fun to talk to someone on the East coast too. You know, since I'm from the East coast, a lot of, a lot of people that I talk to, as you know, we, we met at uh um, mortgage revolution out in Vegas this year. We were both speaking and, um, just nice to talk to someone from our neck of the woods.
1: In, yes, right definitely. The
2: corner from us. Yeah, it's fun. So, um, so let's just, before we dive into what we want to talk about for our topic today, if you would just kind of briefly tell us, you know, we, uh, I know you've been in the business for 10 years and, Oh, by the way, yeah. So your volume in 2017 was uh, 275 units for 48 million. And this the year, two, you, 250 you for 48 an and 17 of, it was 275
0: and 16. 250.
2: Okay. Yeah. For 48 million ish. Um, and so far you're on track, you're closing around 20, 20 transactions or helping 20 families every month. So um, so what do you think is, you know, in your tenure, not tenure, but 10 years, uh, what do you think was one of the contributing factors or or the tipping point that took you from being just an average loan officer to being a mega producer?
0: Well, I, I don't think that, well, it's not this overnight success for me. I think I've gradually grown um, by putting in better systems and being consistent with what I've been doing. Um, I did join the core in 2011, which I think changed my whole focus about building a team, holding people accountable, having structure in my business. Um, so if there was a turning point, I would say it was probably joining the core to change how I looked at my business and my structure and that kind of stuff and managing people and leading people and all that.
2: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's great. Now, are you also, um, did you ever participate in marketing animals as well?
0: I was, I participated like the monthly fee. I never did their coaching program, but I had, you know, did their monthly stuff and got some yeah. of their, um, you know, their little niche stuff that I've yeah. used some of it, but I never did their freedom coaching.
2: Yeah. yeah, Okay. Just curious. I know sometimes they, I don't know why they seem to go hand in hand or, uh, you know, one breeds the, the other. Well, they're both a good,
0: they're both a good program. Um, I, always, yeah. I I think the freedom coaching, I was in the core, there was no freedom coaching per se when I started the core. It was more just their program, their monthly program. And they'd have the calls every week and, you know, there'd be some good stuff on there, but it's, it's kind of, it's the same thing. If you don't implement, all you're doing is getting information. that just sits on a shelf. So the, the key is implementing something.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you're, you're speaking to the choir. <laughs> all right. So I talk about it all the time. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, so now, you know, just so that everyone has a little bit of a backstory here. Um, you know, you were speaking at MRAV with me and, um, you know, we had how many, I think there were 16 of us or something. And we were on, you know, the small stage in a small group, um, of a hundred people or so, um, giving everybody just one tip about what we're doing in our business too. Uh, move it forward. And this year it was more of a technology thing. And I know that you had talked about building your business, um, building a business that runs without you. Um, That's part of the core and growing your team and being able to do the volume that you do. But one of the other things that you talked about was um, your first time home buyer seminars. and, And then you and I just talked before we went live here about your realtor lunch and learns. And uh, that's really what I was honing in on because you had mentioned that you have a really good uh, following there and that you have a lot of people who show up to these. And I know that so many loan officers um, try this, this first-time homebuyer seminar stuff. You know, do I do it on a weekend? Do I do it on weekdays? Um, do I have a partner? Do I not? Um, and a lot of them, from what I see, will get three or four people to RSVP if you're not doing it through the local you know, through your state housing development and, and that kind of thing, getting, you know, three to four people to RSVP and maybe zero or one show up and, and you know, you go, gosh, I've really spent a lot of time doing this. And so I really want to focus in on, on that part for the first part of our call. And then the second part of our call, I want to talk about the realtor version of that and how you market and what's different. And maybe you can shed some light on what. Uh, what you've learned through the process of doing this that um, gets you so many people in your room. And maybe you can tell us what your average attendance is for these people as well, just so that those that are listening can start maybe implementing some new ideas or maybe they're doing the right thing. They're just not taking that extra step to, to have it be completely successful. So tell us how that, how that goes on your first time home buyer seminars, what your Sure. Um, I'll give you,
0: I started doing them in 06 or 07 when I really was full time in the business because I was a teacher. So interest rates had ticked up. So refis were gone kind of like now. So I jumped right into purchase Mm -hmm. business. I've always been a purchase business loan officer. So I've been doing the home buyer seminars for a long time. And um, the first thing is consistency. Uh, The first one or two you do, you got to expect the lower turnout while you get your marketing message out there. Most people, it's like anything they, before they get the momentum, they quit. Before they hit the tipping point, they quit. Yeah. Um, so you got to, consistency is number one. Um, in terms of I do one in Newark, Delaware, every month I'll get between 40 and 60 people every single month show up. Um, so what I do to market those events is it's changed over the years and there's tons of strategy at work. But what I'm doing right now is I've got, uh, I get a ton of organic traffic, which what that is, is when you go to Google or Bing or Yahoo, when you type in Delaware Homebuyer Seminar, you know, I have... I come up on the first page a couple different times and I don't have to pay for that. So that's what organic is. Um, so I get a ton of free traffic based on it's, it's called local search, hence Delaware. So small, I can use the word Delaware um, somewhere else in Virginia, like where you are, you, it's such a big state. You might be might need to use a city name. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because we'd have to be in a local area or a County or something like that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So my state's small enough. I can use the state. In my local search. So, um, I get a ton of free traffic that people are searching for some kind of educational opportunity or some kind of first time homebuyer stuff, and you want to come up in those searches. Um, and then the other thing is, I will do some Facebook ads, and I've heard people say they do them, they don't work. So, there is a right way and a wrong way to try and target the Facebook ads to get in front of people. But part of it's not just the ad, it's where you're driving them on the ad to get the conversion. Um, so, I've got a website that I use that, that ranks. If you go to DelawareHomebuyerSeminar.com, you can see my site where they go to register for an event, um, and that's where I drive all my traffic. Drives to that same site. And right. it, cool? Right. Um, so
2: every all of your so you're do, are you doing targeted? Are you doing targeted ads? target? Have you gone in and, and found your targeted person who's looking for credit? Uh, first-time home buyers, uh, buy a home. uh, No, I'm not even that specific
0: on my targeting. I'm more specific on an area and an age group. Um, I don't try and drill down. Now, I know Facebook's changed some stuff because of the fair housing. You used to be able to drill down pretty on renting and that kind of stuff, but I think they've pulled back on some of the targeting because of some issues they've been having. But I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty vague on the targeting, and it's more the message and driving them to that page so that they'll register.
2: Right. Okay. All right, good. And so what kind of conversion do you have based on that? do you have any analytics on that is how many people are clicking through and then how many are registering based on that?
0: Um, my bounce rate is ridiculously low on the website, like insanely low. Um, I don't even track it because it's so low I don't care. Um, and okay. it's because nobody's going to that site unless they want information on a home buyer seminar. Um,
2: so yeah. Yeah. when you're doing marketing you're driving them yeah.
0: and if you look at the site, you'll see that there's nothing about me as a mortgage person, which one of the things I noticed is most professionals want to plaster themselves all over the marketing and what they don't understand is a consumer mm-hmm that's looking for a home buyer seminar is very early in the stages and they don't want to talk to a salesperson. They don't want to be sold. So if you're, you know, Mm -hmm. Susie Smith, real estate agent with remax all over your home buyer seminar marketing or John Thomas primary residential mortgage all over the home buyer mark seminar marketing. I believe you're cutting your response rate down because they may not think it's legitimate or they don't want to be sold or yada, yada. So, and it's never about you. They don't really care about you what they want is a home buyer seminar and they want one that's legitimate. It's going to provide them with good information. So I think that's part of the conversion is that you're not scaring them off and you're not trying to promote yourself. It's not your business card. You should be putting out there,
2: right? You're helping them. Yeah. And I went to your site and looked at it before, you know, we, um, we got on this call and you know, it's informative. It's saying, you know, if you, if you need help about credit or you need to understand the process, we're going to teach you the process. It's all about giving them, um, the tools that they need to be successful to buy a house. And it, it really isn't come here and, and I'll teach you.
0: So there's um what, what um one of the things I, I do is I sell the next step. I think so many realtors and loan officers try and go from lead. You don't know me to make an application or sign up with me as your agent. So on the home buyer seminar marketing, and I've done it before I tried to get their credit rate when they signed up and tried to get them in for an appointment before they. Even, all I'm doing is is selling the next step. So all of my marketing, all I want them to do and all they can do is just sign up for the class. And then once right. they sign up for the class, all I'm trying to get them to do is to show up. Because I know if I can get them to show up with the content that my class has, because that's the other key is the content's huge or your conversion will suck at the event. Um, I get 90 to 95% will fill out a form and get their credit checked, or at least a form to have an appointment. That's my conversion ratio at the seminar. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I know if I get them in the room, I won the battle. So I just keep selling little steps to get them there.
2: Yeah. Yep. That sounds good. All right. So, so now, you know, once they've signed up, how do you make sure that they show up?
0: Great question. So that site that you went to, you looked at, that's an actual whole platform that I had a programmer buddy of mine from college build that, um, it drips on them. It'll email drip on them when they register, it will drip on them when they, um, you know, up until the sign up and in in the emails it says, please confirm. And they can confirm right from the email that they're coming or not. And then my team calls within 24 hours of registration to make sure they register for the right event. Just have an introduction, ask them any questions and see if there's anybody else they want to register. And then we'll do calls again, 48 hours before the event. And we do text messages um, before the event as well.
2: Okay, cool. Cool. So, You have a system in place, just like everything we do in the loan process and, you know, when we're um, targeting our prospects, you know, whether they're active or passive, you know, you have a system that's in place to ensure that um, if you're going to get, if you're going to do all the work to have people come to your seminar or sign up for your seminar, that they actually show up, Um, you know, which is key, key in everything that we do. We need to have those systems. Um, So what other ways do you market, the seminar other than through Facebook ads and organically on, on searching. Do you do, um, do you have partners? Do you have sponsors? How do you, how do you, um, tap into other people's database to get more people to, to to attend? Great,
0: great question. So what I've done with the system, you know, that I had built was I've got it set up where I can set an agent up with their own website that looks like the one I have to market the event. So when they come in off of the agent's web address through their web page in the system, it gets tagged to that agent. Agent gets the confirmation email. After the event's over, the agent gets an automatic email of everyone that they had registered and who showed up and who didn't. So it kind of is all managed through that website on that end. So I, will, what I one key though is I do not recommend partnering with a realtor to do the event um, because okay. realtors so suck at marketing.
1: Several.
0: Well, so I partner with as several. many as I can. What I do yeah. is, um, I teach the same material every time and I teach it or one of my people on my team teach it. So I know it's the exact same class. One of the things I see is people will get a, an attorney and a real estate agent and a lender and a home inspector and
2: home it's inspector. kind of like four yeah. people
0: independently yeah. talking and it's a pitch fest sort of for each one. There's no consistency right. to the class. Right, um, right. In the class, if, if, if your material is amazing, your conversion ratio will be amazing. If your material is blah, your conversion will be blah.
2: Right, yeah. You, yeah, so,
0: you want to... Okay, I'm I sorry, go ahead. I think that's a
2: really... Yeah, no, I was going to say, I think that's a really key point because I think a lot of people, and we all probably started this way, and I bet you did too, because everyone was told find a realtor, a home inspector, a title company, everybody, you know, go in on it together, pull in from their databases. And we all know what happens. They None do of them market anything. <laughs> and None we do everything to get three people. <laughs>
0: right. right.
2: Right. They don't do it. So it's all this work to do that. And I think, you know, if you, I, I think that's a really, really good point. And if you're listening in, you know, this is a huge, huge point is get as many realtors involved as possible saying, look, every single month I have this. And if you want to participate, I will, you know, provide something to you to help you be able to solicit it. But, it, you know, I'm not waiting on you at all.
0: And the value add. You're going to
2: have it whether you're there or not.
0: Yeah, the way I sell it is you can show up in the beginning if you've got people registered meet and greet and then leave. You don't, if it's, you know, I do a lot of them on Saturdays. I found Saturdays 10 to noon works great. Before 10 is too early. After 10, you're getting too late in the day. Um, I can tell them, look, you don't even have to show up. If I get them pre-approved, I'm going to send them back to you. I know who yours are. You can go, you know, make money while I'm converting your leads. It's just adding a lead generation strategy to them and I teach them how to do it. Um, Some other strategies that, that work. I mean, you can do um, like Facebook event and boost the event and, and invite people to the event from Facebook. That's, you know, um, you can do social yeah. media marketing. If you're good, if you have a good following on social media, marketing and through social media, Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and, and that kind of stuff. Those are all strategies that work. Um, as, as well as, I mean, when I first started out, I was doing flyers. All over the place, the right. rack, I'd put them in the racks right. every week where the real estate book is. I'd do one route to yeah. work, one route home. I'd do that twice a week. I'd put them in part you know um, business complexes. and you I mean if that still works, I just don't do it anymore because I don't need to. And you know I'm getting enough people organically They don't really have to do any of the other strategies. but I, I've identified I think it's eighteen or 19 different strategies I've done over the years that work.
2: Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that idea of, um, the real estate books because, you know, first of all, they're in the real estate, um, offices. When you go to meet a client, they're in the association, the real estate association. And certainly they're out in the community, you know, pretty much everywhere at grocery stores, et cetera. And I think if you have a limited budget and that's a great way to do
1: it.
0: But again, the ads key, because if you've got an ad for a home buyer seminar inside your mortgage ad, your conversion's going to suck. It's got to be an ad. That's just for the home buyer seminar. and has nothing to do with you as a mortgage or a real estate agent.
2: Right, right. It's a flyer for the, for the event. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I love that. And I, it, you know, I'd love to hear what your 18 or 19 strategies are. And I bet that they've probably changed over the years. You know, some, some will come and go and come back again and, and new techniques are out there as well. You know, I you know if, if that people you... are,
0: are, are interested, cause I've had tons of people call me all the time and, and I don't mind giving advice, but in terms of what I'm doing to recreated, I tried to help some people teach them what I do. And, and, and I, I told you that, most of them didn't have the time or the inclination to recreate what I did. So what I'm doing now is I'm actually piloting with a couple people. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna do it for them, and if it works, and yeah, and if, if then I you know I'll, I'll be having that. I have a, a they want to go to homebuyerseminarsystem.com. If you put your email in, it puts you on a list when we launch the product. And I think there's a couple free downloads with some information in there if you want to grab if they want to grab it. some strategy stuff. Um, a, again it'd probably be three or four months before I even launch. Cause if I, I got to the key is to reproduce the organic search is what I'm working on. I, I set up a whole program to teach people, but no one did it. So now I'm doing it for them and I got to see what the cost is yeah. to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I thank you for sharing that. And we'll put the link in, in the show notes as well. Um, okay. Is there anything else about first time home buyer? No. Well, let me ask you about the first time home buyer seminar. How long is the seminar?
0: Two hours. Now I've two got, hours, okay. I, yeah, and I actually and in and Delaware approached a housing agency. Well, they approached me when they got my book and they need eight hours of HUD approved counseling in Delaware for a lot of the programs. Right. So the yeah. one HUD agency gives them two hours for going to my class and then they can finish the six hours with them online or in person. So that's a oh, good that's strategy awesome. yeah. too. So
2: you've combined it with your housing. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Okay. So consistency is the key. So don't do not one and done. Don't just have a home, a first time home buyer seminar and call it, you know, Hey, we're having a seminar and then stop because you didn't get anybody to show up. Right. It's having it consistently so that, you know, every single month it's an option and, and you'll have higher months and lower months, but the word will get out.
0: Uh, one more thing is your first one or two, you want to give yourself at least a month and a half to market it because you have zero traction in the market when you're starting. So I wouldn't do three weeks to market a home buyer seminar. It's going to be tough.
2: Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is because you just, by the time you get the word out, it's too late. Yeah. people, you know, and the other thing is people make plans. Uh, pretty far in advance these days, you know, and they're probably going to be busy on a Saturday with the kids or whatnot. And, um, and that's why you
0: always want the second one scheduled. So you should always yeah. have two on your event Often. site or calendar or flyer or whatever you're doing.
2: Yeah. And uh, believe me, I learned that one a long time ago when I was doing these two I was like, ah, oh, oh, I can't make it to that. Great. Can you make it to the next one?
0: <laughs> and then <laughs> no. what I do, because then- I'll get referrals from people that come too. that's a great way to get people. So I have, the flyer for the next event in their packet. And I plug it in the beginning. Hey, if you guys think this was valuable, please share the message with, this is the next one, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah.
2: Great tip.
0: And then on my survey, I do a survey also close for referrals for other people that could attend the seminar. I close for referrals on my survey.
2: So let me ask you this question and then, and then we'll move on to realtors. Um, Have you ever tried a webinar as opposed to an in-person and, and, Have you ever just recorded your two hour session so that people could watch it that can't attend? Uh, Yes.
0: My thoughts around that is there's a, if you go to YouTube, I have a seminar I did now it's changed since then, but it's probably four or five years old. It must have 10,000 views, but it's me doing a whole two hour seminar at an event. Um, So you guys could find that. My YouTube channel is Delaware mortgages. Um, But uh, the problem with the webinars is your conversions going to be way less because they can they can hit and run? The odds they watch a two hour webinar are very low, and you don't have a captive audience because most people, let's face it, are on webinars are doing other stuff. Um, so I just it, yeah you can run it more, but my goal is if I get someone to show up face to face, sit in front of me while I stand in front of the room for two hours, they're mine. Yep. On a webinar, it's like an internet lead. You got to, it's just a, it could be a lead source where they come in off of it, but you're going to chase them to try and convert them.
2: Yep. Okay.
0: I'm sure it could yeah, work. Okay. I just, I your my goal is mm-hmm. face-to-face conversion on it. Cause you know, they're really cold leads until I get them in the room. Then they're super warm.
2: Right. 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 Okay. Great. Thank you for the feedback on that. Okay. So let's, is there any, well, before we do that, before we switch gears, is there anything else that you'd like to add in the first time home buyer seminar piece? Um, just for, you know, tips to make them more successful?
0: Um, I definitely recommend having a PowerPoint so people can follow it. I don't recommend standing up there teaching off a piece of paper. That's just not going to make you look super professional. Um, So definitely have the PowerPoint. Do you do handouts
2: of the PowerPoint.
0: Well, I... Do you do handouts um, of the
2: PowerPoint or just have them... In I place? don't
0: because it's a two-hour class. Um, everything that's in my PowerPoint is in the book that I wrote. Right. And yeah. the stuff I can't, so I more just promote the book. If you don't have the book, you could certainly give out the handout of the PowerPoint if you wanted to. But, I, you know, right. again, if you give out a handout of every slide on the PowerPoint, you're kind of, if you start getting good at it, your competition is going to show up and steal your PowerPoint.
2: Had that happen too,
0: so I don't ever <laughs> give out an exact handout from the PowerPoint.
2: Right, right, I getcha. Okay, so let's move on to um, let's move on to the lunch and learns that you're doing for realtors. So, so we've covered one way where you're going consumer direct, and you're either organically receiving the clients, and so now you can pass them along as a referral to your part, your realtor partners, or your realtor partners are, you know, um, seeing the value that you're bringing. To their relationship by holding these seminars and letting them go out and sell properties and do previews and do broker opens or whatever they are open houses whatever they need to do while you're doing that selling and conversion for them Um, so now let's talk about what you're doing with the Realtors because I know you spend a lot of your time doing these seminars and doing lunch and learns and you know really coaching um, Realtors something we've talked on this podcast several times about you know is that we really need to be becoming um, coaches to these realtors, given the statistics about their failures. Certainly. So,
0: yeah. So for me, um, I, you know, I, from an education background, I do education-based selling. So that was a natural lead in for me was to start teaching the classes. Now the the three I've been doing this long enough. The three challenges I see are one is if you're scared to get in front of the room, which fear of public speaking, but, the, the overcome that is just do it after you do one, the second one's so easy after two, you're it's you'll just do it. It'll be easy, but just kind of like Nike, just do it. Um, what eases the fear of speaking is having good content and a good PowerPoint and handouts that you can follow. So you don't freeze that. If you have that, you, you can just follow it even if you freeze. Cause if it's good content, people don't care if you're reading it off the screen. Um, right. the, and speaking of good content, the, what I found out earlier in my career of trying to do this was it was really tough to do them every month because I was running out of content. Because um, creating a good class to teach solid content for an hour, is, is, it takes a long time. So I was struggling with coming up with new content because you can't keep teaching the same class over and over. Um, and then the third challenge is filling the room. So those are the three things now, for me, the first one was never really a challenge. I was a teacher, yada, yada. So, standing in front of a room of people was never a challenge for me. So, my two biggest challenges was the content, consistent content, and then um, filling the room.
2: Filling the room, right. So, let's stop there for just a quick second, because if someone does have an um, a concern about public speaking, um, because, you know, I mean, both, both you and I have spoken in front of people, right? I'm, I speak all the time. Uh, you know, we don't have that challenge. One of the things that, that I'd like to share with everyone is a way to help get around that is to not try to fill the room the first couple of times, just have a few people that you're comfortable with come in and maybe even sit to do the presentation. So, so that you can get to the point where you can eventually do it. Because what I don't want is someone listening and saying, well, well, I can't do it. Um, and I'm not going to stand up, you know, one or two times. I'm, I'm just afraid to do it. And I, I've seen many uh, wholesale reps come in, you know, yeah. and correspondent reps come in that sit because they're uncomfortable, but they still have great content. And I still love what they had to say. Um, so I just want to throw that out is if you do have a fear of public speaking is take the baby steps, you know, crawl before you walk and um, sit Sit at the table with just a handful of people one or two times so you get comfortable doing that and then start doing the standing up and, and, and speaking. Because if you do stand up and speak and, and try to, um, you know, say, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and you fail miserably, you won't ever do it again. And I, I don't want that for you. So take baby steps to feel a little more comfortable. Invite your best friends there. That's <laughs> the some great advice. Feel, right? Yeah, that's some good advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. we've got past the public speaking. So let's talk about um, the content. And um, so you mentioned that you were kind of running out of ideas and things, um, you know, and, and I um, have mentioned before that I do, I do lunch and learns at least once a month, sometimes twice a month for realtors as well and, and other people. And um, I've, I've got a plethora of content, but I'm curious to know what what you're doing now to keep that content uh, relevant, to keep it fresh and new. Do you have a template that's I'm going to talk about the market, and then I'm going to give them an idea, and then I'm going to give them an action plan. I mean, how how do you lay out your content to ensure that that people listening aren't saying, "Well, all I know what to do is just talk about products," <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, and that's <laughs> when, funny because I, I, I
2: not be why you're bringing them in.
0: Yeah, like I have one, two product classes: one on renovation loans and one on VA loans, and that's it. Um, product isn't going to get you new business typically. Um, unless it's like niche, like, you know, renovation lending's niche and that is a great way to bring you new business. And then VA loans, you can make a niche of that too. Um, but you know, just doing product classes is not going to get you a ton of new business. So my master degree is in curriculum design. So my, I'm really good at designing classes that have great information, distilling it down the bullet points so the agents know exactly what the takeaway is and conveying that information in a way that makes it actionable so they know exactly how to go out with an action plan of what to do. Um, So what I've done is I was doing it all myself and people would always ask me for my PowerPoints and I'd build a website to to host all the events for the agents and all that. Um, There's a bunch of loan officers finally we're like, can you just put this all together? So I launched a company in August. It's called Loan Officer Seminar Systems. And the website is that.com. And I hired some people full-time on that helped me put these classes together. So we release a new class every um, quarter. So for me, I've got help now, the graphic designs and, and, you know, some copywriting and all that. I come up with the content, but now I don't have to make it look pretty and do all that kind of stuff. So I've got business planning, right. marketing planning, creating raving fans. I've got all these different classes that are about either how to run their business or for them to create more business. Um, so, like next month, I'm doing a whole class on scripts and selling. Um, it, but that's mm-hmm. you know a class, and as long as the title's pretty cool, like a, a great class is extreme leads: how to generate 50 leads a month. You're gonna get so many agents because that's one of their hot points; they're struggling for leads. Um, a sales class is huge because most of them never ever took a sales class or got taught how to sell. So they struggle with conversion. Um, so yeah. I, I take the same approach as you. Most of my classes are around a coaching type perspective of helping them do more mm-hmm. business or better mm-hmm. business. So for me to solve that content issue is I created a company that, and I've hired some people that allows me to keep coming out with the content for me, which also anyone that's in the program gets it. And it's all done for you, but it, that's how I kind of am able to come up with new content now.
2: Well, and I think the other thing, you know, for those that are listening, um, you know, content, it really is what you're dealing with as well. I mean, if you're, for example, I have a, I have a class that I, um, that I do about listings, um, for the agents and how, how they can get more listings and how they can work with me, um, to get more listings. And the reason why I created a class was I had the, um, the challenge of how do I get to listing agents, right? When I first yep. brought this out, I thought, you know, they, they go to school. <laughs> they must go to real estate school and, and they're taught just, just tell the loan officer two things. Either one, you already have your own loan officer and the loan officer will go away or tell them <laughs> you're a listing agent and the loan officer will go away. And I thought, well, how do I compete with that? You know, and if I thought, well, if I can't, if I can't beat them, I'm going to join them and I'm going to teach them how to do more listings. You know, and um, so that became a topic. So I think anytime you have a struggle or a challenge or something in your practice, it's an opportunity for you to become the expert on it, learn how to do it, and then teach it to others. So if you have um, face-to-face presentation skills with clients because you don't have really nice collateral, you're always apologizing for how it looks because it's seventh generation um, or you, um, you know, kind of wing it every time and you don't have a, in your mind how the appointment's going to go, get good at it and then teach them how to do it. You know, if, if like in your example here, 50 lead, how to get 50 leads a month, that challenge would be for me is how could I get 50 leads a month? What would I do to get 50 leads a month and how can I share that with them? So think through your own challenges to create some of the content and it's all around you. You know, it's all around you. I think even, um, I don't know if you remember, John, one of the guys there, and I've done a podcast on it too. uh, He did something called a daily digital deep dive. And um, every day we're asked questions from our realtor partners, our outside of, of, you know, our scope, um, other partners, title companies, processors, clients, we're asked questions all day long. That can be a topic. Just take a deep dive on it. Um, you know, can you pull my credit? If you pull my credit, will it hurt my score? That's a, let's take a deep dive on credit now and talk about different topics, you know, and especially if that question came from a realtor, because they don't understand credit. I promise you.
0: (laughs) And, and, and Um, I think that's really
2: good to be, be what I'd
0: interject is people listening could certainly spend time creating their content, but you know, I've been doing this long enough that if you've got a class Mm -hmm. that you've already got done, why don't they just write the small check and buy it from you? Cause the amount of what their time is worth, typically it's not worth them, especially if they're not good at it, creating a whole class from scratch, if they can get it from you or somewhere else, I'll even buy when I'm doing my classes now is I'll go buy a real estate class and I'll most of, and I'll make yeah. it better and tweak it and put it together and put it, and then I'll teach it. Um, so th- yeah. there's tons of resources yeah, that, they could get. They don't yeah, have I agree. To, and, created from scratch because that is another reason not to implement.
2: Yeah. Well, and there's, there's presentations available online all over the place. Um, they're hard to get, sometimes hard to get to, but, um, yeah, you know, and I, I have a lifetime membership with my, um, with my practice here and in that I have 26 hours of um, continuing education classes already ready to go approved. Um, you know, all you have to, and the syllabus is done. The timeline is done for, and this is for CE. So it takes more time to put it together and it's for realtors. Um, and that's and amazing. Then,
0: like, uh, why wouldn't you, I would just write, I'm probably going to go look at it. I'm, I would write the check or, <laughs>
2: right. or at least if it gives, you a, yeah, just, yeah. If yeah, it gives you a starting point,
0: if it gives you a starting point, I
2: mean, there's Yeah. And, and then there's other classes in there that are just sort of these fun classes that I've been talking about. And it's all just part of the membership. And, um, so yeah, you're right. I mean, we, you know, if you're listening and gosh, we don't want to, it's not intended to be a, you know, pitch session here, but the bottom line is if, if you aren't creative and you can't think of extra things, um, you know, find them someplace else, find them from one of us, um, you know, or create your own, find someone else's and tweak it and, and make it work for you. Um, but again, if you want to build your own, think about all the questions you're asked on a daily basis. And that becomes your, um, some of your topics. I mean, very simple. Like, um,
0: so another way see what the, confused with low down is see what the real estate coaches yeah. are selling the agents. <laughs> that's, a, that's the class they probably won. I, I yeah, look at, right. I subscribe to a lot of the real estate <laughs> right. coaches stuff and it gives me ideas on what, cause they're the coaches coaching the agents. Yeah. So they must know what the hot topics are. So I'll, I subscribe to some of those to get information.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because uh, I too don't sell a lot of product, but um, I just interviewed a, uh, Lee Davenport, a couple of weeks ago, and she's so you can look up the podcast if you're listening here. Uh, She's a coach for realtors, and she's a realtor, and she said that one of the things that the realtors are complaining about right now is that they don't know the product Uh, because we had a plethora of products prior to 2007, and then they all went away, but they're all coming back. And so they're a little (laughs) disconnected from some of this new stuff that's coming back in, our non-QM options, and um, so they are a little disconnected. It's so interesting that I don't do product typically either, but I have been doing a few things about sort of the non-QM world, Um, and most of them don't know the difference between QM and non-QM and ATR anyway, so that's an opportunity for me to educate them on what does that mean. When you hear someone can do something quirky, please don't tell your client to call and get rate quotes because it's just not gonna be about rate. It's gonna be about getting the the transaction closed, right? And so I started a class, I did a class recently called the low down on low down payment loans. And I wanted to teach, you know, the differences between zero down and three down and five down and and three down with 1% of their own money and 2% grant and make sure that they understood that that these were out there and available for them. as well as an investor class, I did an entire session on investors. That's one of my uh, niches, and so I went from you know the basic investor all the way to the non-QM and um, non-prime uh, fix and flips and uh, buy and holds and you know everything that's done on that world in the hard money world. So that they had an understanding. I mean, the bottom line is. They're real estate agents. They need to know everything that they possibly can about selling real estate, not about helping just the general Joe Blow if they want to expand their business. So um, all kinds of ideas, I and mean, we could sit here and brainstorm forever. Okay, so we have the public speaking, so they're going to you know, do some, if you're great at public speaking, great. If not, take baby steps. Provide get some good content a PowerPoint. You can also hire Fiverr to put together PowerPoints if that's what you want to do. It's it's less expensive, but um, you know if you get if you get a package and they, there's some handouts there and some PowerPoints, I think it'd be worth the money. The last part is filling the room. So how do you approach filling the room with realtors differently than you do with uh, first time home buyers?
0: Great question. So I, I'm not doing any organic stuff with the agents because they're not searching for it. Um, yeah. so that's the difference. They're not online searching for a class cause you're going to present a lot of times. It's like something they don't even know they need till they see it. Um, so yeah. when you're doing online stuff, you're realizing people are searching for search phrases and you're going to optimize for that. So I don't do any organic stuff <laughs> for the agents. So you rec, I recommend building your email list of agents as many as you can. And you want a raw list and then your, list of people that know, like, and trust you and you're going to market okay. to both. Um, and you can buy lists and that kind of stuff. But you know, so I, three, three weeks is typically what I recommend to market the events. You're going to email every week. Um, if not twice a week to the big list of everybody. Um, I do an email to my personal list of people I've done transactions with that know me. I have a email. I do every week with that and in there is any of the upcoming classes. And then I'll do a general, specific invite that goes to this mass list. Um, phone calls are huge phone calling your list of everyone that you know that's an agent, inviting them to the class, having a conversation. Um, and then if you've got a giant list, you can do a slide broadcast to the whole list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have the ability to do mass texting, so I use Message Media to mass text out the message.
2: I'm sorry. I'm- who do you use? Message, message Media. Okay. I use group text. Okay. But, and so this is good that we're hearing a couple different options. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's web-based. You can upload a whole list. So I used to use that for my first time home buyer seminar and it also integrates in the Salesforce, which is the Jungo I use. So that's why I use Message yeah. Media and I'm sending 7,000 texts a month. So, and it costs me less than 200 bucks.
2: Yeah. Okay. Excellent.
0: Um, and then I create a Facebook event, invite all the realtors to the event on Facebook. And then we instant message 20 to 30 a day, a personal invite to the event.
2: That's awesome. Do so you messages. have, um, do you have, so if, if there's a loan officer who's listening, um, who doesn't have a team, because what you're saying is we, Well, I, I, I outsource I the,
0: That's all right. the internet marketing to a virtual assistant.
2: Right. Okay. And so you're having them do that.
0: Yeah. So I, I, use EP mortgage. I, I use EP Mortgage Services for virtual assistant marketing. They'll, they, even, they set up everything for me.
2: Okay. They so do the slide EP. broadcast.
0: Yeah, EP Mortgage Services.
2: Okay. Yep, just making sure that we get that so we can get the link yeah, on Keith, to the show notes. Keith
0: Goeringer is the guy that's in charge of that. Um,
2: okay, awesome. And so how many do you have that show up on a regular basis?
0: You know, it's funny whether it rains or not. Realtors are finicky.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Tough, Believe me, I know. There's a drop of rain. They're not showing up.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I okay. mean, I'll get between 12 and 40. Yeah. It just, it just And it That's rains. And just then, because one of the yeah. things. But I know snow. Yeah, snow, rain. Oh, oh, my God. It's really nice weather out. I got to not work today. And go to the beach. Um uh-huh. They're just horrible at time blocking, so that's why you've got to remind the crap out of them about the event even after they sign up. You've got to do confirmation calls the day before, text messages the day of. Um, so getting the sign-ups half the battle, the other half's getting the show up because they just, they're just not great at time blocking their
1: calendar.
2: Yeah, no, I know. And, and they will uh, drop this, this important class for a phone call they finally got from a client that they've been working with for three years. It still has bad credit,
0: <laughs> right, <to have>. right.
2: <laughs> and I'm sorry realtors that are listening. <laughs> I'm sorry about that.
0: <laughs> well, it's just, I mean, that. loan officers are just as bad, but we're not trying to get them to the class. We're not going to pick on them, but yeah. um, it's just, you know, the, this daily struggle for salespeople is their time management skills. Um, because until you realize, that you if you don't take control of your calendar you'll never be able to grow because you'll never be able to be consistent with anything and you've got to understand who your client is and who they aren't. Because I don't know anyone that calls their doctor's office and expects them to answer the phone and expects the person to answer the phone that they're going to tell them when they're coming in. Like that's not even expectation. Yeah. And so
1: Yeah,
2: once you've made your appointment you're there. Yeah. Well, if we could charge what they do for not showing up for cancer <laughs> 24
0: right. hours. Well, it's just crazy. about picking the client that be. you're going to work with. And if you have enough leads, you can choose your clients. Mm. If you don't, then you yeah. typically won't. You'll just work with whoever you can and take whatever crap you can. That's why lead generation is so important.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And our, our own client acquisition. All right. So I assume that in the, in the, um, session, in the lunch and learn, you're providing a flyer for the next lunch and learn or giving them the date. And Correct. then what is your follow up with them? I mean, so, so, okay. You have 14 to 40 people in, that's great. They came. I, in fact, this happened once to me and I'll explain it. This is what I'm asking the question. I had someone say to me, um, I said, well, why, why did you come to the class? I always like walking, you know, going around the room and saying, you know, if it's a small group, um, you know, why'd you sign up for this class? Why, why did, you know, what was it about this class that interests you the most? And, and this one gal said, um, her name is Yvonne. And she said, because any class you give Jen, I'm coming to because I always, always learn from you always. Your classes are great. And I said, well, thank you. That's, that's really nice. I just want to remind you that I also do loans. Uh, (laughs) It's not about coming to my classes to come to my classes. It's about the fact that, you know what, I'm doing these because I actually do loans and I want to do loans with you. So, um, so you, well, I, or I, I close for it. That's you, what I want to know. Yeah. So, and that was, you know, that was then, and this is now it's all different. But so what do you do now in the meet in the session? And then after the session to, um, you know, target those that you want to target.
0: So I have a survey that I close for in the beginning and I close again at the end. And doing that, I'll get about 95% to fill it out. So the survey, you know, first four or five questions is in the class on different things. Then the next question is, if you're not using me or if you are using me, are you happy? You know, well, if you're not using me, will you, will you give us a shot? And if you are using us, will you continue to use us? Yes or no. And then I ask right. permission, can we add you to our email list? And then the third one is, hey, do you want to schedule a one-on-one appointment to talk about any of the concepts presented in the class? Yes or no. And then below that, I ask for referrals for at least two other agents that might be interested in coming to these classes. So the yes or no question on the appointment is just telling me who I'm calling first. I call the yes first, call the no second, but I'm calling everyone closing for an appointment. And at the end, I say, hey, raise your hand if you got one thing out of this class. Great. So if you got one thing out of this class going to make you more money, did I earn a shot at, you know, at least getting a shot earn you know, at your business, keep your hand up if, and then, you know, I'm I'm doing pre pressure. So they all kind of agree that they'll give me a shot if they're not working with me.
2: Right, right. Good. Good for you. That's awesome. And then, and then you just uh, follow up or have your assistant or whatever make appointments yep. for you and make sure that you're doing the follow-up so that it wasn't a waste of your two hours.
0: Right, because, I mean, we all did that. You close, you got people there, you're happy, they show up, and then nothing. Like, you don't follow up. And what was the point? <laughs> the money's in the follow-up.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Right. And to be very clear, even when you do follow up with them and have a one-to-one or whatnot to talk about the concepts that are in the class, um, please don't just accept everybody. I mean, we have to make that decision about who we are going to work with. Like you had said, you know, we do, we don't have to work with everybody. We need to be very clear about what we're looking for and working with people. So I just want to make sure that um, you don't get excited about doing all these one-to-ones and then um, nothing happens from that either. I mean, the worst thing in the world is to do a one and done, um, unless it's your choice to do that.
0: Well, that's where you um, got to have the follow up so system after the appointment. So the appointment is,
2: Oh yeah, for the next, if you weren't the sure on the
0: screen, you're definitely pre-screening yeah. them at the appointment and then you should have a follow up to get leads.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what that was? That, that was my tip at MRAV, M- my hundred days.
0: Yes. You certainly <laughs> have a follow up. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah pretty heavy pretty heavy follow up a 100 days to find out if they're going to uh, work with me or not you know yeah, that was awesome it's either are going to happen or it's not well that thanks, was definitely thanks. awesome well this has been this has been absolutely wonderful and i know that everyone's taken away a, a nugget or two to uh, to implement um i know i learned uh a couple things um definitely about uh the tech i i use Jungo as well i've used it for since before it was django and um but I didn't realize there was a text, uh, merge there. So I'll be, I'll be looking into that as well. And, um, you know, I know that some, that everybody learned a little something, what would you like to leave us with today based on the conversation that we've had um, about putting these together? If you could give someone, you know, a quick pointer on, on oh, the other best than, advice. other than go do it because they hear that from me all the time. Well,
0: ready, fire aim, like don't analysis uh-huh. paralysis. It's not going to be perfect. It never will. Um, I mean, I even have a system where I sell these classes and I literally, every time I do a class, cause some of the classes I read, you know, I'm doing them again. I update the class right before I redo it. So I just did, I do mid-year review every July. So I just taught uh-huh. the class last week and I had updated the class again, added some stuff, took some stuff out, made it better. Um, and not that it wasn't good the previous year, I just made it better. So you, you gotta have the philosophy that,
1: well, you have
0: implementing is key and then just make it better from there.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you've changed, you know, I mean, you grow and, and the market changes. And so, yeah, it's always good to do the tweaks on them, not to rebuild, but to do the tweaks. That's so funny. I, I do a mid year, I call it halftime because, oh, we're in the, you know, at the end of the second quarter, we're all in, we're all in the uh, locker room and it's time to figure out, you know, are we going to continue to win or what do, what do we need to adjust to ensure that we win? Right. Yep. Um, it's funny we're we're all kind of doing the same thing that that's awesome well let me ask you one other question um what book are you reading right now
0: um the i just got uh, seven decisions by andy andrews
2: i love andy andrews yeah awesome awesome thanks for sharing that i always like asking people what they're reading so what are you liking about that book so far
0: um i just cracked it open last night cuz i just got it from amazon so the first decision which okay. i'm a big believer in is the you have to take accountability for everything, all your actions and where you're at in your life. Like Mm -hmm. if you're blaming other people, you'll never get better. So I don't, you know, if you're blaming your parents and you're, I'm 46 years old, when am I going to stop blaming my parents? You know, (laughs) they haven't really had much control over me for 26 years or longer.
2: Yeah. They're very good. Yeah. No, I think that's really good. I mean, that gets right back down to, you know, what my book um, talks about, which is, you know, stop talking, take action. (laughs) <laughs> what well, that's, yes,
0: that's one of the decisions in the book because I read the preview. It's right in there with Andy Andrews. You got to take action.
2: Yeah, you have to. You have to implement. Okay. So I would recommend so listen, anyone listening to this
0: call, do something today. Yep. If they want to do homebuyer seminars or realtor seminars, do something today that moves them one step closer to implementing that.
2: Awesome. I was just going to say that. So that's perfect. <laughs> that is the perfect way to end our call today <laughs> to carve out some time and, to, and just do one thing, take one thing. Even if you're doing research, do something, do something on this. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for your um, time today, John. It's really been a pleasure chatting with you. And, oh, thank you, Jen. Uh, We'll have, all the, we'll have the links to, to, your, um, to your site on our, on our notes as well, as well as some of the other links um, that you mentioned, some of the services that you that And
0: then, guys, if they find me on Facebook, I live stream my uh, Lunch and Learns so they can see them on my video okay. timeline. They can see the one I just did last week. Oh, on that's awesome. Review. So if they want to pop on there and see some of the stuff I've done, you know I, I do try and answer people, but I get a lot of people asking me for advice, so they're more than welcome to hit me up, but just be patient.
2: Yeah. yep, yeah, yeah, I think I know that and I know that game right there. <laughs> um well, it's been a pleasure talking to you and I really appreciate you um taking time to share with um share with us these ideas to help us all get better at what we're doing. And um you know, if you're listening to this podcast, again, please pay it forward, share it with your colleagues, share it with your realtor friends, your business friends, you know, and your b or your lead share, because everything that we're learning here is not just about mortgages. Um, While well, it's focused in that direction... If you are trying to put on a seminar for um, buyers and you're trying to go direct, you're, le- you're going to learn something from this. If you have other partners, you're going to learn something from this. So um, please pay it forward and share this podcast with um, as many people as you know in, in our space and out of our space. And um, don't forget to write a, a review on iTunes. It keeps us on the top of the list. and We're the number one podcast for mortgage lenders and have been since we started. And I just you know thank everybody for that. I'm so appreciative and we'll catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery.
1: Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplesis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's Lifetime Membership Program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.